When I chose my career in communications, I remember my dad scoffing a bit. He said, you're a writer. You should be doing something with writing. Little did he know, and honestly me too, that my entire job would eventually be writing and other multimedia storytelling. I would go on to launch a blog that is now 17 years old, publish two books, and consult executives around the world on how to best tell their stories via the internet. It is my passion, but I also understand it's not the passion of everyone. I guess that's good or I wouldn't have a job. But even if it's not your passion, you must become proficient at storytelling, particularly if you're a leader. That doesn't mean you have to write your stories, but you do have to be able to tell them and capture an audience during your one-to-ones, during team meetings, during all hands, and on stage. Some of the world's best leaders from Winston Churchill and Ruth Bader Ginsburg to Martin Luther King Jr. and Brene Brown are also some of the best storytellers. To be an effective leader, you must build trust. And to build trust, you must be able to engage an audience through storytelling. On this week's SpinSucks podcast episode, we'll talk about some of the stories that work best in business and how you can get comfortable telling them. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks Podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks Podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. My friend Nick Westergaard is a professor at the University of Iowa's Tippy College of Business where he leads the Story Lab program. He recently wrote an article for Harvard Business Review about storytelling in business. I'll link to it in the show notes on SpinSlux so you can read it if you like. I read it and thought, this is great. I should do a podcast episode on the same topic. And voila, here we are. Storytelling is hands down one of the best ways to build trust among employees, customers, prospects, investors, and other stakeholders. It provides an insider's view into the person as a leader and it engages the hearts of the receivers. It helps leaders demonstrate the vision, inspire action, challenge the process, enable others to act and engage the heart. After all, people are more likely to remember something if told through a story and if it moves them. But not all stories are effective. Nick says five types of stories lead to outcomes. Number one, trust. Number two, teaching. Number three, action. Number four, values. And number five, vision. Let's go through each of them, and I'll give you some examples of how you might use them in your own organization. So the trust story is that many trust stories exist that most organizations already use. You have case studies, testimonials, and your company origins as examples. But what if you took your trust stories a step further and shared a story where the company took a stand or made a decision based on its value, even if it was a difficult choice? Or when the company faced a challenge or made a mistake but took corrective action, prioritizing customer trust over immediate profits. One of my favorite trust stories harkens back to the Steve Jobs days. Ah, I miss that man. After the iPhone 4 had reception issues, Jobs held a news conference. Instead of denying the problem, he acknowledged it, provided data on its scope, and offered free phone cases to those affected. Another one I love from recent years is when Starbucks faced a period where its quality and customer service were, man, it was okay. Howard Schultz decided to close all U.S. stores for a day to retrain employees in the art of espresso making. I remember it was a huge deal because every store was closed. You could not feed your Starbucks habit that day. 
However, it created a completely different level of trust among team members and customers. When working on your trust stories, keep in mind that authenticity is key. You don't want to fabricate or embellish. You don't want to hide facts or lie by omission. Hit it head on and provide backup in your stories. We use this storytelling tactic in crisis communications for this very reason. You also want to make it relevant. The story should be relevant to the audience who is receiving it. For instance, if your manufacturing plant has a fire, the stories you provide to customers will differ from those in the community who are directly affected. And then continuously update. As your company evolves and faces new challenges, you want to collect and share new stories that reflect this journey. A teaching story, then, is a narrative that imparts wisdom, insights, or lessons in an indirect and often metaphorical way. It teaches the audience using examples and insights from the storyteller's business or personal experiences. For instance, a CEO might share a personal story about a challenging time in their life and how they navigated through it, emphasizing the importance of persistence and adaptability. Or an employee might share how they started in a very junior role and climbed the ranks due to hard work and dedication. Back in the day before Amazon bought Zappos, Tony Shea, may he rest in peace, the founder and CEO spent a year on the road to promote his book, Delivering Happiness. I saw him speak in Chicago and he told a story that has always stuck with me. See, it works. He said their customer service reps were given some autonomy in how to help customers, including a daily stipend they could spend. One rep received a phone call from a man whose father had just passed away and he needed to buy shoes. As a mechanic, he'd never needed dress shoes and was overwhelmed by the options that Zappos provided. He just wanted someone to make the decision for him. The customer service rep got some information from him, shoe size, suit color, address, and the like, and he said he would send several pairs of shoes to try on. The man could keep the ones he liked and send the other ones back for free. This act of kindness is something most companies would never do, but it didn't end there. The rep then took their daily stipend and bought some flowers to be delivered to the man the next day. That story still makes my heart happy all these years later. When crafting and using teaching stories in business, again, you want to keep it authentic. This is a common theme for all types of stories. Authenticity rules. An authentic story resonates more than a fabricated or exaggerated one. You also want to know your audience. So tailor your story to the listener's needs and context. Encourage reflection. After sharing the story, allow a time for reflection or discussion, which will amplify its effectiveness. And then use relatable characters. In that Tony Shea story or the Delivering Happiness story, we have relatable characters, right? People connect more to stories where they can see themselves in the characters or situations. I think we can all see ourselves in that Zappel story. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through the last three types of stories that lead to outcomes in business. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step -step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. 
please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. Next, we have an action story. And an action story is a narrative that primarily focuses on recounting events and actions taken by individuals or groups, often leading to a significant outcome or realization. This story demonstrates initiative, problem-solving, resilience, and innovation, and it showcases how challenges are navigated and goals are achieved through decisive actions. The characteristics of action stories are event-driven, outcome-focused, engaging and motivational, and instructional. For instance, a CEO might describe how they navigated the company through a crisis, outlining the strategic moves and resulting positive outcomes. Or a comms team might publicize a story about the company's rapid and comprehensive response to a product effect, highlighting its commitment to customer safety and satisfaction. One of my favorite case studies of an action story is something that we all studied in school, the Tylenol crisis from the 80s. In 1982, Johnson & Johnson faced a severe crisis when seven people in Chicago died after taking Tylenol capsules that had been tampered with and laced with cyanide. News of the death quickly spread, right, creating panic among consumers and leading to a nationwide scare. The reputation of J&J was at stake, and there was a real risk of Tylenol being permanently tarnished. The CEO immediately informed the public and issued a nationwide recall of Tylenol capsules around 31 million bottles which accounted to more than $100 million. The company was transparent and proactive in communicating with the public and the media, providing regular updates and warnings. They introduced tamper-evident packaging, and then they subsequently set a new industry standard for consumer product safety. Due to their effective and ethical handling of the crisis, Tylenol eventually regained its market share and consumer trust. And as you know, the response to the Tylenol crisis is still heralded as an exemplary form of crisis management, all because they handled the crisis well and told the story in a way that included the event and the outcome and was motivational, educational, and instructional. So when you're crafting and telling action stories, you want to think about authenticity, <laughs> right? Be authentic. Share real and genuine stories that reflect the company's values and identity. Create relatability. Ensure that the story resonates with the audience by making it relevant and relatable. You want to incorporate details, so you provide enough details to make the story compelling and vivid, but stay concise and focused. Highlight lessons learned, so clearly outline the takeaways and lessons that emerge from the actions taken. And then end strong, so you want to conclude with a powerful message or a call to action that leaves a lasting impression. A value story is a narrative that embodies and illustrates the core principles and ethics that a company stands for. They're meant to showcase and reinforce the organization values, often acting as a guideline for expected behaviors and decision-making processes within the company. The characteristics of value stories are, of course, value-centric, inspirational, illustrative, and engaging. For instance, you might share a story about a longtime employee who consistently embodies the company's values in their daily works and interactions, showcasing 
the expected behaviors and attitudes that you have of everyone else. Or maybe you share monthly or quarterly stories celebrating employees or teams who have lived company values in remarkable ways. A great case study on the value story is how Tom's launched their one-for-one campaign, which provides a pair of shoes to someone in need for every pair that is purchased. This has become the cornerstone of the brand's identity because it reflects its commitment to social responsibility. It has also been copied over and over again by companies such as Thrive Cosmetics, Warby Parker, Bombas, and more. But you don't have to be those big brands and give away something with every sale. You can craft value stories by doing the following. I know, I know, you're going to guess, be authentic. You have to be authentic. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you have to be relevant. Another one, those two things are in every story. In a value story, though, simplicity is best. So the narrative should be straightforward and easy to understand, making the value it represents clear and compelling. You want to engage the audience emotionally. So you want to help them connect with the characters in the story and the values that are being demonstrated. And then you want to end with a call to action, encouraging the audience to reflect on and embody the values presented in the story. Value stories serve as a mirror reflecting what a company stands for, acting as a beacon to attract like-minded individuals, employees, and consumers, while also fostering a strong and cohesive internal culture. And the last type to use in business is the vision story. It's a story crafted to articulate and convey a company's future goals and aspirations, outlining a compelling picture of what the organization seeks to achieve in the long term. It serves as a guiding beacon, providing direction and inspiration for employees, stakeholders, and customers alike. A vision story should be forward-thinking. It's inspirational, it's strategic, and of course, it's engaging. You're likely already using some form of a vision story in your investor presentations, employee onboarding, marketing materials, ad campaigns, PR efforts, social media, and more. This is probably the most used story type in the work that we do. But that doesn't mean it's done well. If you're going to tell a vision story, reflect on how to do it in a way that excites and motivates people. Love them or hate them, but Amazon is one of the best cases for a vision story. Jeff Bezos had an incredible incredible vision of creating an everything store. Amazon, of course, started out as an online bookstore. Do some of you even remember that? That's what they did. They sold books. But he always had the vision to expand into other product lines. He frequently communicated this vision of Amazon as a customer-centric company using technology to offer more products and more convenience. Amazon, of course, is now one of the largest retailers globally, embodying his early vision of an expansive customer-focused company, and pretty much every one of us uses them. If you want to craft vision stories, follow these tips. Be clear and concise, so clearly articulate the vision without being overly verbose or complex. The vision is of Amazon is a customer-centric company using technology to offer more products and more convenience. You want to incorporate emotional elements, so engage your audience emotionally, making them feel a part of the vision. You're going to offer me more options, and you're going to make it more convenient? Yes, please. You want to ensure the vision story reflects the core values and principles of the organization. You want to craft a story that inspires and motivates your team and stakeholders to take action. And you want to provide a contrast, so briefly outline the current state Right now, you can only get books delivered, but what if you could have everything delivered? Clothes, groceries, laundry detergent, 
bobby pins, safety pins, thumbtacks, paper, all of it someday will be delivered to your front step. That is amazing. And I didn't include authenticity in that one because at this point, it goes without saying, be authentic. Because storytelling isn't first nature for most people, I thankfully have a job. But there are lots of ways you can get started without hiring a professional to help you. In their book, How to Tell a Story from the Moth, they provide some really great prompts. Tell us about a time you realized this work was important to you. Tell us about a time you knew you had to leave home. Tell us about a time you had to stand up for what's right. These are prompts that will help you get started in storytelling. If you have to present data to a group of people, there's nothing more boring than sitting through charts and graphics and charts and graphs and charts and graphs. I learned this lesson the hard way when our team was crushing results for a client, but the CEO didn't understand how our work was driving real revenue. As I dug into what was going on, after being very frustrated, if I'm honest, I discovered that the slides we sent him every Monday were just charts and graphs. We weren't telling the amazing story that went along with the data. If you find yourself in the same position, and I venture to guess many of you do, tell stories with your data. Open the slides with a story about the previous weeks or months or quarters work. Drop your data in throughout one larger story, or use a story to illustrate one critical point of data. This is clearly a passion of mine, but also it works. Get really good at telling stories, and you'll reach your goals every time. If you'd like to learn more about storytelling in business and you're not already a part of the Spin Sucks community, get your butt over there. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free. It's fun. It's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 